0: I'M LOSING IT!
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of...
0: Crocs in the Kitchen!
1: And I'm Losing It! The
0: podcast! Yes, uh, this is another dual episode for the podcast and uh, our YouTube channel, Crocs in the Kitchen. But if you don't know who we are, we are the Crocs in the Kitchen. I am Brian, this is my wife Jessica... And uh, we started out at uh, around 800 pounds combined, and uh, we have slowly and steadily lost weight over the last couple of years uh, eating a whole food plant-based diet. And uh, yeah.
1: And along the way, we have needed a lot of help, especially when we were first getting started. We did not know what we were doing. We had no idea what, as far as recipes, what we were trying to make, or anything like that. And so that's actually where today's guest comes into play.
0: Yes. Uh, early on, when we started our YouTube channel, we did a, one of his recipes. And in the beginning of that, I said, Chuck, if this works out, I'm coming to your house and I'm giving you a hug. And so, without further ado, the one and only Chuck Underwood from Brand New Vegan. How you doing, Chuck? Can you? I'm answer, doing great. Thanks, thanks for having me.
1: Thunderous applause. I feel like <laughs> <when> you-
2: <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, Chuck. Uh, I have to say, and I, I've said this with with a few of the other people that we've had on the channel or on on the episodes as well. Uh, thank you to you because you were definitely one of the people that we were watching in the very beginning. Uh, when we were first getting started and, uh, and we made your recipes and it worked out so well for us because you, you were definitely one of the, 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 the first ones where I started making some of your recipes and was just like, yes, this guy understands like how to throw stuff together. You like, you understand how to make recipes work and make them taste the way that you remember them tasting. If they're like an adaptation from, from, you know, when you were eating a standard American diet. And it was one of my, my favorite parts was just because it, it was nice. You, your videos were, were like soothing and calm and it was just you talking and Got it was it. showing and you Bud. showed the ingredients and like all that kind of stuff. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for being a huge inspiration and helping us along our, uh, our weight loss adventure here and, uh, and helping us get along and, and continue doing what we're doing today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, we when we first found your videos, I remember there was one day when we must have watched like, you know, when we found your recipes, we we must have watched like probably 15 videos in a row cuz we were just like, "Oh my gosh, this guy gets it." Um, but yeah, Brian always loved watching Chef John from foodwishes.com and he's like, "Me too. This guy's like the vegan version of Chef John. Like, we love it."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I still watch Chef Sean. I still do too as well. Just for cooking techniques, like he's just yep. good at it. You know, he he teaches you how to do things. Even if we're, it's not recipes that we eat, you can still learn something from, from watching yep. a cooking show. So it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, but yes. Uh, so Chuck, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, you know, going back, you growing up, you doing all the stuff and, and, and eventually you know, how, how you got to the point where you switched uh, your diet to a whole food plant-based diet.
2: I was just a regular guy like you. I ate standard American diet, had no thought about what I put in my mouth. I just meat potatoes. I grew up in Indiana and uh, so a lot of Southern cooking, um, Kentucky, Indiana, that area, whatever, you know, hamburgers, pizza, wings, Stuff probably ninety nine percent of the population still eat. That's what I ate. I never gave a second thought to it. Um, probably it, around two thousand eight, I was here
0: in Portland. I had. Um, how'd you? I just lost in- my. Sorry. How'd you end up going to Portland?
2: Um, so my career industry has always been semiconductors. Oh, okay, cool. So. Texas Instruments, Intel, places like that. And you go where the factories are. So when I left TI and National in Dallas, Texas, that was my first two jobs. Um, I went to New Mexico to work for a little bitty company called Intel. That was back in the early 80s and they were still little. And I stayed there for quite a few years, 10, 12 years. And, uh, when that fab closed down because they do that, it's what Intel does. When they get too old, they just close them down and build a new one. Um, me and my wife transferred up here to Oregon because her family is from Washington state. Oh, okay, cool. So that was the reason to get closer to her family, her mom and her dad and her brother and et cetera. So we came here to Oregon about, Oh, 96 or so. And uh, I was working for Intel and about 99, I just got so tired of, the industry i got i've been in it so long i wanted to do something different nothing bad against the industry at all it's just it takes a lot out of you though 12 hour shifts and always working night shifts always working graveyards so i wanted something different and i started my computer business so i had a little computer uh computer repair shop here for a while and that was doing great until 2008 when the recession hit mm. And I had to shut down. I almost went bankrupt. So back to work, I went back to another fab, back to night shift. And, uh, I was a lot heavier than, than I had ever been. And that's really when the wake up call came, I was older. I was going back to the industry, going back to night shift. I did not feel good. My blood pressure was through really the roof. I was overweight. And that's about the time that all this, uh, the older documentaries started coming out.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Super Size B. um, This is way before Forks Over Knives. This was, um, I'm at a loss, trying to remember some of them. Uh, Food Matters, uh, Process People. That's the very first one where I got introduced to Dr. McDougall. And uh, I love those documentaries. It's like a, like a, secret conspiracy or something. I'm like, what are these people doing? How come I never heard about this stuff? So I started dabbling with the diet back in 2008. And it worked so well. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I started cooking and figuring it out as I went. And like you said, I cooked the food that I want to eat. I didn't want to eat twigs and leaves and you know pe- <laughs> what people think we eat Avoca- i didn't want to eat avo- that stuff our,
1: our example is always avocado toast
2: <laughs> yeah i wanted to eat my food so i figured out uh, you know ways to make my food and um it worked out in 2013 i thought i'd try this blog thing so when i started to blog and uh three years later i was able to quit my job do this full time that's awesome And here i am i'm still here
1: so did you actually cook before you started this or were you was cooking a passion of yours at that point?
2: It wasn't a passion. I could cook. Um, I had certain foods I liked, like my chili. Um, of course, barbecue. That's, that's a guy's job, right? Barbecue. That kind of stuff, but not like I have today. No. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. You know, it's funny because when my father-in-law when he was alive he would come and visit and i was still working for intel or i was working in a computer shop one, one of the two i would cook something for dinner just to be nice and let my wife spend time with her mom and dad i would cook and he always looked at me and he said chuck you're in the wrong business should have been a chef and i thought he was crazy it's like i don't be a chef i'm not that good it's just food i mean it's just French fries or whatever it would be I was cooking, but he loves my food. So uh, it's always stuck in the back of my mind, and uh, I think of him a lot.
0: Yeah, I I, I think I said it on uh, on another interview before saying that, like, had I been smart, I would have gone to culinary school. Like, instead, I went and got an audio degree. And so, yeah. uh, but it's also funny because I told that to uh, our friend, Chef Chris Bertke uh, here in St. Louis, and he was just like, don't He's like don't get into the, don't become a chef don't become a culinary person like that he's like he's like trust me it's not good it's not glamorous he's like and I was like well I, I'm kind of already doing that I'm just doing it one recipe at a time <laughs> like, but you get the cool jacket right yeah that's true I do yeah I would get a cool jacket <laughs> if I did that like chef Chris doesn't wear a jacket like that though so he just wears like t-shirts and stuff so <laughs> but uh uh, yeah. So, uh, you're out there and, and you're back in the workforce. You changed your diet around. Um, uh, Oh, another question. Uh, does, does your wife eat the way that you do?
2: 98%. Gotcha. She will say, she will say, I will not call myself vegan.
1: Did she start out? So, uh, we were actually just, uh, rewatching one of your videos earlier today. And you said that, uh, or I think it was like your intro video on your YouTube channel. And you said that, you know, when you said you were going to eat a vegan diet, people thought you were, your family and friends like laughed or whatever. And then when you said whole food plant-based, they thought you were crazy, you know, crazy essentially. So wh- how did your wife feel about it specifically? Or how did, how would, how was that?
2: Um, she supported my crazy idea. She didn't tell me I had to stop. Um, I could do whatever I wanted as long as I worked a job and brought in money. But over the years, I think she's seen more and more how this really does work. And uh, we've had some experiences of our own where, you know, like for me last year and the stroke, which was pretty scary at the time, but basically I had no effects whatsoever. That was back to normal the very next day. And the doctors just, they couldn't believe it. And I told them how I eat. And they said, oh, well, yeah, that probably saved your life. So little incidents like that. uh, I think she looks at that now and she sees, you know, this diet a lot differently than she did in the beginning. But in the beginning, she just laughed. She thought it was crazy. And her mom still does. So that's fine. (laughs)
1: I, feel, I think I've seen you do videos where – or release some recipes where you said like you're. know it was like your mother-in-law was coming to visit and you were trying yep. to make something that would be familiar to her but in, you know, the way you cook. And so it's it's always interesting. Have you had success with that, with, you know, family and friends of them eating your food and liking it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. She is my hardest critic, I got to say. And I love her dearly. But, you know, there are certain people – and I think it's more of a certain age group that that's just the way they were raised. You ate meat at every single meal. And so dinner what's for dinner and you start with the meat and whatever you throw on the sides for vegetables doesn't matter. Yeah. Are we going to have chicken? Are we going to have ham? We're going to have hamburger.
1: Got to get your protein.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And she, you know, that's, that's her generation and she still thinks that way, but I've made a few, uh, chicken and dumplings with, the. The cauliflower chicken and or uh, soy curls or whatever, and she won't say she likes it to me to my face, but later she'll tell my wife, you know, tell Chuck that was pretty good. It's like,
0: okay, <laughs> all right. That's funny. Yeah, so far uh, my family has been uh, they they've enjoyed the food that I have made for them. So I've been I've been quite happy and, and fortunate to not have like any extremely harsh critics. Or so
1: they said. Or they so didn't. they said. Well, I believe
0: my dad. My dad has no reason to lie to me. So. I
1: tried to give my mom like a kale salad one time. That did not go well. No. Not a good thing to start out with. Here, have some kale. <laughs>
0: You got to, you got to like ease her into it, you know? Well, I know kale is good. So it's very, chewy. I've got a lot of
2: comments from people in the, uh, my Facebook group or uh, on my blog. And I think it's just the fact that I cook the foods that I used to eat. You know, I have uh, an SOS, right? chip beef on toast recipe. I have a chili, I have mac and cheese. I have our old comfort foods. That's what I wanted to eat. So that's what I made. And those are the recipes that the ladies tell me got their husbands on board. And she said, you won't believe it. One of them, I remember, I still have a comment somewhere. I copied it. Uh, she said, thanks to you, my couch potato husband, who would sit on the couch with his chicken wings and shredded cheese, I guess that was his dinner, is actually in this kitchen cooking one of your recipes. He likes it so much. And I thought, wow. So, yeah, that's that is anyway. (laughs) That's how I got started making the comfort food. And that's where I stuck. Nice. It seems to be working.
1: So, yeah, if you guys don't know, Chuck has an amazing website with tons. I mean, just you have so many recipes on there. It's just like crazy. Um, I'm running out of ideas. (laughs) And he also does a YouTube channel of, you don't do a video for every single recipe, but you kind of, I know sometimes you go back and make a video of older recipes or stuff like that too, don't you?
2: I'm working on it. My YouTube was an afterthought. The blog came first. Yeah. And once I got the blog up and running and it was successful and I could stay home and be full time, YouTube got really big and I'm like, oh shoot, I should have done that. And so I'm still now catching up, especially to new YouTubers like you guys who are just killing it. (laughs) Um, I'm way behind you as far as uh, YouTube subs go. So
1: So everyone go on over and why aren't you subscribed to Chuck yet? Do it.
2: (laughs) That's uh, that's the wave of the future. People want to see the videos. They like watching cooking videos. So that's what I need to do. So I'm going to spend all year this year uh, concentrating on my YouTube.
1: And the the good thing about Chuck's recipe videos, there's no, as Brian likes to say, dilly dallying.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you uh, you don't do a lot of the uh, like random stuff that like we rambling, (laughs) where we just keep talking and talking and talking about whatever it is that we're talking about. You
1: just get on into the recipe and like show, you know. It's
0: because I'm terrified behind a camera. (laughs)
1: yeah there you can't really win like if you don't add all the details that i like to add sometimes then we always get a million questions but if you add it then it's like it's too long uh so yeah but your your recipe videos are very well done so you if you guys are looking for if you're new to a vegan diet or even if you've been eating a vegan diet for a while um check out his youtube channel because he's got so many different different videos on there that show you exactly how to make how easy it can be
0: i will say this though uh the ingredient shot that that like you've done for stuff where like you know in the in the past I remember it was always like oh here's the stuff that we need for this recipe and it's all the different bottles it's all the different spices and and whatnot and it was all laid out and you're like we're gonna need this and 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 like you explained it all and I was like well you know hey if we ever do a YouTube channel I totally want to do that so (laughs) yeah we kind of did take that one from you so that's why we do it in our videos because we loved it so much that it was like this is a great way just to show everybody, like, this is everything. This is all the stuff that goes into it. And, and I think a lot of these other cooking channels um, that I've seen, or, or even just cooking shows, like, on on Food Network or whatever, it's always just like, and throw this in, and here's all the herbs and spices. And yeah. just, like, that's not how people cook in real life. So why would, why would we show that as yeah. just sort of this quick TV show thing as opposed to actually showing people – our spice cabinet and what it actually looks like. We
1: change it up a lot. We have uh, different filming styles. Mine is more of a chaos method and Brian's is a little bit more like organized. So it depends on what, I mean, we literally, there is very little planning that goes into when we're doing stuff. It's like, oh, we need to film this video. Okay, what should we do?
0: And I get bored repeating myself constantly. So (laughs) uh, like I try to certain stylistic things just change things up, tweak things here and there. And just keep adapting until eventually, you know, I I get bored with that and then I move on to something else. But yeah.
1: But Chuck also has a really big Facebook group. Uh, That is true. So if you go to, if you find, just search for brand new vegan on Facebook. But we're gonna link to all this stuff below. So if whether you're listening to the oh, podcast, cool. you. whether you're listening to the podcast or you're on YouTube, all the links will be in the description or the the website and all that stuff. So you guys will be able to go to all of his different things. But yeah, his his Facebook group is really cool because you can interact a little bit more with a community of people and uh you know, that's it's it I, I guess um, my my question would be, sorry, Brian, taking your no, go ahead. taking your show. My question would be like So I know you started the blog because you were just like, well, you know, I'm assuming it was like, well, I have some recipes, let me share them. But what has made you want to keep doing this to have the Facebook community? What is your goal with all of it?
2: You know, the Facebook community by itself, that's a whole different story. And it it was, and I've told this story before, I'll, I'll tell it again. It was really selfish of me because I got thrown in Facebook jail. I shared something to a group, they didn't like it and they they reported me and I got thrown in Facebook jail and I didn't understand it, but I couldn't post anywhere. And I kept seeing this message from Facebook that you are, whatever they call us, suspended. You can only post in your own page or group. I said, fine, I'll make my own group.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
2: That's really where it started and but today if you go to that group and look it's one of the best things I ever did i mean we have 20 i'm losing count i think almost 22,000 people that are the best people in the world they support each other they um they help new people answer questions they're non-judgmental we have our issues from time to time but i have some wonderful admins helping me keep track of the group and run the group and um so shout out to Michael and Trish guys are awesome. Um It's a full-time job really sometimes just running a Facebook group all by itself.
1: Oh yeah. Somebody we asked have, us like, will you guys ever start a Facebook group? I was like, uh, I'm not at that point in my life yet where I can make that commitment.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a commitment and it's, it's, it's taken on its own uh, life. I never expected this when I just made a Facebook group because I was in jail I never thought it would grow into what's become, but it's like one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the f- best Facebook groups out there. Just because of the level of support, yeah. And we don't fight and bicker. We have admins that very politely uh, keep everybody on track. And
0: yeah, I I I got to agree. I that, that your your Facebook group is one of the nicest like like as far as just people concerned is one of the nicest uh groups out there that i i've interacted with so i really enjoy seeing all of their stuff and and posting in there because yes i am a member of that group as well (laughs) yay (laughs) so uh let's let's go back just a little bit here so uh you 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 mentioned having your stroke so uh lead us up to to kind of like how that happened and i know you've talked about this on other videos before uh, well, I mean, I know, I know it's a stroke. You don't really know how, how those things necessarily happen, but they, they just, they just do. Uh, but lead us up to like, you know, what was going on, like what it was like to actually experience that. And then, and then into like the recovery process and stuff like that, like you with the doctors and, and at the hospital and stuff. Cause I think it's just a great story that people need to hear. Thank you. Um, it was February 24th of 2020.
2: So, we didn't know that 2020 was going to turn out to be the wonderful year that it was. Back in the good old days of 2020. Uh, So, this is my introduction to what 2020 was going to be like. February 24th, it was my dad's birthday. And I woke up not feeling normal. Something was off. I wasn't in pain. This was before COVID. I didn't have the flu. I didn't have a cold. It was more like a vertigo. And uh, almost not quite nauseous, but close feeling in my stomach, and uh, it was just—I've never felt like that before in my life. So I blew it off, like most guys do. I don't go to the doctor hardly ever, and um, I thought it'll go away. And I told my wife about it later, and my speech started learning. So I still have a little tiny bit of a speech problem today. That's the only effect. But um, it was really bad that day. My wife could hardly understand me. She said, something's wrong. You need to go to the doctor. And I said, "Ah." because I know the symptoms of a stroke. I didn't have the, you know, the the facial drooping or the arm one lowering or any of the normal recognizable symptoms. I didn't have any of those. It's just my speech. And it was never happened to me before. I thought, what the heck is that? It'll go away tomorrow. And it didn't. It was worse. And that's when we went to the doctor. And I opted just to go to the family doc. She wanted to take me to the hospital, but I'm stubborn. And uh, he was busy. And so the receptionist at the front desk took my symptoms, took one look at me, went running back to the doc, and came back a few minutes later and said, get to the ER now. So... I had never been in the hospital before, ever, for anything. And this was my first experience in the hospital. And I got in, they saw my symptoms, rushed me back. I got bombarded by a team uh, checking all kinds of stuff and uh, got me on the bed, got me the funny little gown, uh, all, you know, whole nine yards and started the MRI and the scans. And uh, every single scan, every single test they ran was normal or negative for whatever they were looking for, except the MRI. And the MRI showed a little spot. And they said, yeah, you had a stroke. So it wasn't a TIA, whatever that stands for. It wasn't the little tiny micro strokes. It was a full-blown stroke. It was the clot kind I guess there's a clot kind and there's the kind that hemorrhage and bleed and those are the really dangerous ones mine was the clot and when I heard that I got so angry because I wanted to know why I've been brand new vegan as far as the blog is concerned for years I eat healthy how could I have a stroke and I was just so mad I thought I let my people down I thought all kinds of things And the doctor said, well, one, it could have been years of your bad diet. It could have been years of working night shifts because that's trying to adjust your sleep schedule back and forth between days and nights is really hard and stressful on the body. Um, It could have been anything, but he says you need to quit blaming yourself for having a stroke. You need to be thanking yourself that you're vegan, that you eat the way you do. Because believe me, I told everybody while I was there, I can't have a stroke, I'm vegan. Why am I having a stroke, I'm vegan? He said, you need to be thanking yourself that you are vegan because it probably saved your life. So they kept me overnight and they ran some more tests. Everything was fine. And um, I think they wanted to keep me and just watch me even longer than they did. But I was so mad. Still, I wanted to go home. It's like, okay, you guys figured out what went wrong. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. They can't do anything about it. They can give you pills, which is what they did. They gave me a a blood thinner, uh, antiplatelet. My cholesterol was high. Why? I have no idea. Because I don't eat right dairy or meat or anything that has cholesterol in it. So how can I have high cholesterol if I don't eat it? Two different nurses told me that cholesterol comes from plants and uh, these were nurses so i told them to go back look it up in your old google monitor you got there at your desk because you might learn something anyway they gave me pills that's all they could do so i was pretty much insisted i go home i wanted to check out and uh i remember the physical therapist came in uh, he put the little harness around me i guess the little leash So you don't fall over. I know if you've ever seen that before. It's like a belt. They wrap it around your middle. It's like a dog leash, really. And you go walking in case you fall over. They can hold you and not let you hurt yourself. And uh, he wanted to try walking up the stairs, he said. And so I jumped up on the bed. I said, you mean like this? And uh, they about had a heart attack themselves. I was fine. I was feeling perfectly normal. I wanted to go home. And so they let me go. And as soon as I got home, at the insistence of my admins of my group, I told them what happened and they broke out in tears and, Oh, um, cause I wasn't going to do anything. They insisted. I see somebody. So the only person I could think of was Dr. Madugal, and he lives right here in Portland. And I did, Emailed Doctor Esselstyn too, and he did call me personally. Call me, and he's the one that said, "You live in Portland, right? You need to go see Craig. Mm -hmm. Craig McDougall is John's son. He Craig used to be my doctor, a long time ago." So I thought, great, I'll go see Craig. But how do I reach him? Oh, because I'm not with Kaiser anymore. I'll contact Doctor John. And so I emailed Doctor McDougall, and he said. You need to come to Santa Rosa and attend my 10-day, the webinar center, and so I was going to do that. I bought tickets, and I had a rental car, I had plane tickets, I had everything set up, and then COVID hit, and they canceled it for the first time ever. Wow. I thought, okay, now what? Well, what would they do if I was at Santa Rosa? They would feed me a pretty strict diet. They would make me exercise every day and uh, get my rest. And so I spent the next 30 days doing that myself. And I dropped down to like 188 pounds, lost a lot of weight. Uh, My blood pressure became normal. I weaned myself off the pills. Um, Yeah, within 30 days, I wasn't taking any of the medications they sent me home with. Wow. Now, I was supposed to go to a follow up with my neurologist and COVID hit. So, we, you know, at the very beginning, we weren't doing any of that. So, I asked her if I could quit taking these pills and no, no, you need to keep taking them. No, t- keep taking them. But uh, I was recording my weight and blood pressure and everything every single day, how many steps I walked, all of that. And I showed her my chart and she said, well, you've done everything humanly possible to reverse your condition. I can't see you for your follow-up. I would like you to keep taking the antiplatelet, the, the Plavix, if nothing else, and uh, call with answer your pharmacy. And that's that. So I called and she never filled it. Interesting. I called her back. She didn't answer. I don't know if she's still there at the hospital. I don't know what happened to her. Hmm. I never heard from her again. I never took the pills again. I'm pill free. And I just checked my blood pressure last night. It was like 117 over 77. And the day of the stroke, it was like 177 over 102. It was a crazy high. So that's where walking Wednesday came from on the group. I started walking and with my phone taking pictures whatever I saw and people liked it so much. We started everybody started doing it.
1: So what other kind turned, of uh, what other kind of diet? I know you've made a few diet changes since, um, and even like some of your recipes you've changed right. a little bit um, after the stroke happened.
2: So I cleaned up my diet by what I thought. Would probably happen if I went to the Santa Rosa 10-day medugal Center, and that would be no nuts, no seeds, of course, no oil at all, um, no high-fat food. So I cut out all of it. Uh, no alcohol, no anything. So I ate a starch. I basically did the uh, Medjugal maximum weight loss. I uh, lots a starch, lots of potatoes, some veggies. I uh, I didn't do any bread. I didn't do any of that stuff for 30 days. So, the tofu and the cashews, those were the biggies, I think, for me. The peanut butter, that was a biggie. Cut that out. Um, and, of course, the booze, the beer, wine, whatever. And that's how I lost the weight. So, I've, I've kept to that mostly. I still have an occasional peanut butter sandwich now and then, but not like I used to do. Um, I don't do cashew sauces anymore, not if I can help it. And uh, I don't do seeds anymore. Um my wife loves tofu, so I have to have tofu, uh, tofu once in a while. But that's it. I've stuck to that same plan, and blood pressure's fine.
0: Nice. I think yeah. that that is a, a fantastic story. Of uh, you, it's like you said, I can totally imagine like being angry that that it was happening. Mm-hmm. And, like I totally get that, and uh, and then at the same time, you know, just the fact that like. The doctor's right. You know, this diet, like the, what you've been doing for the last several years, is probably what saved your life. Because I've seen what strokes can do to people, and uh, it I have it, can, it messes them up, and like they don't recover from it. And you you were yep. up and about, you know, so quickly. And uh, you know, I know your, your speech has gotten better and everything. Uh, have you actually done like any any sort of speech therapy things for it, or did you just sort oh, of? I went to one
2: session. Because oh, that's right. I right. can remember COVID had just oh, started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody everybody was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And so I did do one session and um it was, it was basically, you know, uh, I don't know what you call them, the Sally cells. sheets seashell, you know, that yeah, yeah, type yeah. of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even say it now. I can't, I can't even, I, even like say you, you, you <laughs> Word exercises and stuff like that, right? A whole bunch of those. Yeah. She want me to practice. Well, and, on, and your, uh, on
1: your video, there's a video actually on Chuck's YouTube channel where he talks about having the stroke and everything. You, you actually had a clip that you'd taken of yeah. maybe like six or seven days after the stroke. And if you if you go and watch that video on his channel, you can see like what a major difference, you, like even from when you filmed that video and to, to today, obviously it's even gotten better. So
2: That was uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon. That's our, our, our family's favorite place. And um, my son came up from Texas after he heard that I was in the hospital and um, he thought, old oh, Pops was going to croak. So he came to see me. He was pretty upset, but um, he came up to visit and we went to the beach. That was like my healing place and um, him and my wife were out on the beach walking and I'd taken a video camera with me and I thought I got to tell my people because nobody knew my two admins knew uh, in my Facebook group and that's it. Um, I got to tell my group sooner or later. I was just afraid that they were going to leave because they thought I was some fake or something like, how can you have a stroke? You're not, you're supposed to be healthy, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. But I think, but I I felt- think yeah, I think the takeaway is like, you know, that if you following this diet, it's not going to hurt. It's, it's only going to set you up to get through something like this better. Like it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. You may have other stuff. You may have damage that you've already done. Like all that. I mean,
0: yeah, Gosh, and it, nothing can protect you 100% yeah. from all of the things that can happen to you in your life. Yep. So. But this
1: is only going to, like, if, if you can do something and make a change that can set you up to, you know, to make it through something like that better, why would you not do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like people with Brian, I mean, he was over 500 pounds for a significant amount of time. The moment we were like, Oh, we're going to eat potatoes. We're going to eat whole food plant-based people like, Oh, is that healthy? I know is being 514 pounds (laughs) healthy. Like people don't you know. So, you know, this is just kind of another example of that, but I can totally relate with the whole, um, you know, being in this public eye, you know, with us doing the YouTube stuff and you doing your blog and yeah. YouTube and all that and having your group, it's, you feel like you're, you know, you want to set the best example and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And obviously this was un- not in your control. Brian and I in the last year, like gained several pounds back each, got like off track, got, you know, let, I let my depression and anxiety get the best of me and, 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 that moment of trying to decide like, do I just be honest and like open up or do I just disappear into a hole somewhere, and like, I feel like I've let these people down, and every time the answer is always going to be, be honest, and the people Help. will ben- people will benefit from it, people will learn from it, and you know, yeah, you'll have a few people who are like, "Oh, see there that that freaking guy you gotta you're gonna get those people." You know, those, those Crocs, they're just, they gained all that weight back, you know, like whatever, you're going to have those people Mm -hmm. no matter what. But I think the majority of people just want that real honest thing. And so I feel like you know, I know it was a big step for you to, to take to do that. So I applaud you for for doing that.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, they're, they're actually thumbs down on that video. Oh, yeah. see, <laughs> We get thumbs down on it, every video. It,
1: there, I, have <laughs> I, the, I have a theory that there's like five or six people like, well, we're up to maybe like 15 or 17 people who literally only subscribe to the channel just to thumbs it down. You know who you are, people. <laughs>
0: I actually on one of the previous videos I saw somebody comment just like you know to the 12 people who disliked this video who hurt you yeah yeah you have a soul
2: so no you're right and I just I just felt bad I felt like I let my people down but they they told me otherwise when I finally came out and told the story that made a YouTube video and all that I had so many uh nice comments and people thinking of me it was it was great it really was yeah. Um, like I said, I ate a horrible diet most of my life. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Indiana, White Castle, McDonald's—you name
0: it—I was a cheeseburger connoisseur. Kind of yeah, you're not. Um, too, you weren't too so, far
1: from where
0: we we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this. That, yeah, you're you're a three-hour drive. You know from, yeah. from where we are, but or at least well, in, when we you were. when you were there. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, Indiana is just right across uh, the the state of Illinois. Uh, but, I, one of the recipes that you, you had on, on your, your blog, and I think you made a video for it too, but I've never made it. And I really, it's one of those ones where I was like, it, if, if I, if I make this and it actually does taste like the thing he says it is, <laughs> then I'm doomed because I'm going to want to eat that a lot. And it was actually your steak and shake chili. I knew uh, it. I knew it because, because as anybody chili. who grows up in the Midwest knows, like steak, steak, and, shake, steak, steak and shake, steak and shake is that's a whole another man word of chili. <laughs> man, that is good
2: stuff. It's close. It's yeah. close. It's what every yeah. I, re- I haven't made it in a long time, but yeah. at the time I really wanted some, and that was the closest I could come to it.
0: Nice.
1: So speaking of so, recipes, I wanted to do something a little bit fun. Okay, so let's each, all three of us, have to say our favorite. Chuck recipe. So you have to say your own recipe. So I'll start. I'll start what you guys think. Go for it. Okay. My favorite. Well, I mean, there's so many that I could choose, but the one that I've made the most frequently, I think has to be your tofu feta, which you made like a Greek salad. And there's actually, like, oh, yeah. I've never made the full salad with the dressing or everything, but the, the tofu feta it's just ridiculous. Like (laughs) the flavors when you, it's literally just tofu. And then like, you know, it's got like what red wine vinegar and like some seeds. My wife
2: loves that stuff.
1: And like you mix it all together. I'm telling you, you guys check, we'll link to that. Check it out. It's, Like you can throw it in a salad. I've had it like what else? We've used it on like your little like Greek bowls that you, you like to make. There's so many different things that you can do with that stuff. And it just adds like such a nice pop of flavor to a salad. Like if you're struggling with salads and you don't want to eat another salad, Make some tofu feta, and you'll be you'll be <laughs> you'll be good. Yeah. All right,
0: All right. my turn. Yes. Uh, I'm going with the one that that shocked me the most, and that was the carrot dogs.
1: Carrot dogs. Uh,
0: because <laughs> it it is still one of these things to this day that if we ever make it, and like uh, like I remember I was in this office, and we'd made it the night before, and and I came to work, and I had them there with me, and uh, my coworker looked over and was like, "What's that?" And I said, "These are carrot dogs." And he gives me that look, you know, like. What? What like, occur, dog? And I go, I go here, smell this. And I hold it up to him and he smells it. And he goes just like, holy cow. He's like, that smells like a hot dog. Uh, and I was like, I know, right. But it's a you, carrot.
1: When you open that Instant Pot after and like it, it's mm-hmm. like the hot dog smell comes out. It's like, what?
0: Yeah, that what one. Kind of magic that instance. one shocked me the most. And that's why, like, we you know, we did the video and, yeah. and I did it. And so because of that, I still owe you that hug. Yeah. You know, whenever We're gonna we can make finally make it. I remember. <laughs> yes. I was sitting on the couch and I was
2: going through my phone and I, I stumbled on your comment and I was reading it. My wife was in the chair watching TV and I just started laughing. She like, what's <laughs> so funny? There's this guy, Brian, he's going to hug me.
0: And I read her the comment
2: and it was so, it was so funny. I know those are ridiculous carrot dogs because to me, I'm holding it, taking a bite and all I see is a carrot. But then you, you smell and taste oh. hot dog. It's such a,
1: you, a weird. Yeah, you take anything and smother it in enough of those. Like, you put the ketchup or whatever on it. It's like, yeah, it, it's, those are good. All right, so what's your favorite, Chuck?
2: Uh, I think my favorite, and I don't make it nearly enough, is my chili. Because I used to, when I worked uh, the night shift, I worked three and four nights straight. That was the way our shift works. You work three days, you get four off, you work four days or nights and you get three off. But then you get the two transition days where you could go back and forth. So you got to sleep part of the day or whatever. Um, I would make a big pot of that and just take it to work and have us for lunch for all three nights or four nights. And I actually got a couple of the guys in the uh, shop start making it because they oh, liked it so much. That's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're not vegan, but they love my chili. And um, yeah, that's won so many awards. I've never entered it. I should. (laughs) But I got pictures of the trophies people have sent me. It's like, oh, my God, that's my chili.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I love that. It would be a a tie between the cheese sauce and the tacos after that. The yeah, the, the taco the yeah.
1: the, oh, the taco the cauliflower, the cauliflower taco, taco meat to
0: solid recipe. That dude. was like
1: probably one of the first ones that we made. And then if you do that, you can do the um I can't say it. But what's the sauce that you use in it? Bolognese. Bolognese? Yeah. <laughs> so bad at pronouncing things. The bolognese and that we made that. That was probably maybe we I don't remember if we did the taco meat first or that, but yeah check i'm getting hungry now um so, <laughs> so check out all of all of the his website below and check out all his really awesome recipes it's seriously it what our friend martin what does he call him like the wizard or i <laughs> uh,
0: i believe we, we called you the the alchemist
1: yeah the alchemist yes <laughs>
0: martin the potato mage
1: yes martin is like obsessed yeah he, martin's going to come he needs he owes you a hug too i think
0: yeah Mar- martin is a, is is Back on to to losing weight and stuff like that. You know, twenty twenty hit him pretty hard, but he's back on and so uh we're we're rooting him on and uh yeah and, and looking he's one of those guys that
1: isn't that great of a sorry Martin if you're watching this. He's one of those guys who isn't that great in the kitchen necessarily sometimes. <laughs> But that's where your stuff comes in. Like you don't have to. I'm telling you guys, his re, your like his recipes are simple. They use ingredients that there's no weird like crazy wacky ingredients. I mean, of course, if you're eating this lifestyle, you should hopefully have most of these ingredients. But it's simple and it's it's just like it said, brand new vegan. So if you're new to this, start there. That's my pitch. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
2: I had somebody in a group mention that it was uh, a funny Facebook meme, but they posted it this morning and it was about the same thing uh, it was a bunch of weird ingredients that, you know, most people never even heard of. She said, Chuck, don't do this or something yeah. like that. But Brian, uh, I used yeah, I use the stuff I have in my pantry. I mean, I'm not going to Whole Foods to me is like a 45 minute trip. Yeah. Brian wanted usually, to do a,
1: uh, you wanted to do a recipe and like one of the ingredients he wanted, I went to three stores and I couldn't find it. I was like, you cannot put this in the recipe. If people cannot find it within three yep. stores, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Yep.
2: I have a Fred Meyer, which is a Kroger near me and a, a Walmart and uh, a Winko if I really wanted to go there. <laughs> But that, that's it. I'm not going to go to Whole Foods unless I have to. I rarely go to Trader Joe's. It's on the other side of Portland. Um, not that they're bad. I just, I'm lazy. I don't want to drive all the way over there to get one stinking thing. Yeah. So I learned how to make whatever it is I'm making without that one thing. And
0: usually it turns out okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I try to make our recipes as simple as possible, but then like the creative brain of me is just like, no, add more. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta like rein myself in sometimes when I, when I do that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, Chuck, I was going to, to ask you about this because, uh, you, I, I know you are like a lover of music. Uh, do you happen to play any instruments? Um my guitar's right there.
1: Ooh. All right. Oh, he's in the band. <laughs> Would you like
0: to join and- our fictional whole food plant-based <laughs> band called The Sprouts well. until we have to change the name due to copyright infringement? Yeah,
1: cuz someone else actually has the name. It's the world.
0: Actually, I am I'm not a player. I I, I got that guitar for
2: Christmas. And I have not picked up a guitar, awesome. and I'll bury a long time. So well, that's fine. You can hold it on stage. It'll be. The it'll be just for the same. you
1: to to pick it back up and play it. You got to join
0: the. <laughs> I'm band. working
2: on that. The I'm re-learning my chords. Um, All right. Well, bye so bye. years ago, years ago, when I was at Intel, we had a garage band, Brian. Nice. Me and a, a best buddy of mine, and I was actually the keyboard guy. Cool. Yeah, and we called ourselves the Solar Street Band because he lived on Solar Court. And uh, we were all Intel. We were all night shift maintenance techs. And we got together every Tuesday night in his garage and we jammed. That's awesome. And we grew up following and we had groupies. And uh, it was a fun story. And I I don't want to say how sad it ended because it was pretty sad. But, uh, yeah, John's no longer with us. So that was uh, one of the killing points. But we um, we had fun. So... I was in a rock and roll band.
1: Well I can say when, that honestly. You gotta learn your use this year to learn to get up get your skills up because twenty twenty two is when the sprouts are doing their Vegas debut. So I, I
0: plan on having Boy. the largest uh the well, not, the only whole food plant based band, but also mm-hmm. the largest whole food plant based band that I can possibly find. <laughs> And so, you know, when he we just, start getting up to like the 20 members you know, then I'm, I'm going to be We got a lot stoked. of people
1: in this band. He, th- he thinks this is a joke. This is happening.
2: You know who you have to ask. Who do I got to Neil Barnard. Wow. Oh, really? He is a musician and he has videos on YouTube of him playing. He wow, is dude, good. I did not know All that. All
1: right. We got to get him on the show yes. and ask him.
0: <laughs> he, he's a rocker. <laughs> nice. He's a rocker. That'll be yeah. fantastic. That's awesome. So, do we have anything else?
1: I think that's all I got. Um, I just wanted to thank Chuck for joining us and taking the time to talk to yeah. us, yeah, and, and all that. We it's, it's- been
0: fantastic because this is like the real the first time that we've ever really like chatted with yeah. each other. We've talked on on text or you know or uh, or Facebook uh, Messenger, but we've not had like any sort of face to face interactions. And and I I I greatly enjoyed this. We should do it again. Oh, absolutely yeah more often
1: yes i we well we we've done this with a few people and i'm like we should do this but just not with the cameras just chat with these people because that's like i don't know it's just like i feel like you guys are our little group of people who understand kind of what we what you know we all kind of understand what we're going through and stuff with all this but
0: yeah but yeah also
2: uh go ahead I, i was gonna say i i know what you mean jessica i'm going through withdrawals because last year we had um here in Portland on the Columbia river Gorge, they had this big remedy food event and Dr. Madugal was there and chef AJ and Brenda Davis and, uh, Dr. Milton Mills and Dr. Steve Lillinda. And I can't name them all. The, the cyclist from the game changers. Dotsie mm-hmm. March, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. She was there so many people. And like you said, we were, three days to be surrounded by people who get you right yeah. and talking and eating with them. And Oh, um, true North guys, Dr. Weil and Dr. Goldhammer. They were both there. I had breakfast with Dr. Goldhammer. I mean, no, how often deal. can you say stuff like that?
1: <laughs>
2: it was awesome. So we didn't get to do that this year. I, I missed it. Yeah. So this is the next best thing we should do it more often.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, oh man, I was going to ask, I was going to ask one final thing and I've totally blanked on what it is right now. Oh no, no. I wasn't going to ask you anything. I was going to say that, uh, so what I keep saying this to to everybody though, that, uh, you are invited to the grand whole food plant-based party that I plan on throwing in Las Vegas. I don't know when, but at some point in, in the future and I'm getting all the YouTubers that I can together to all come together and, and party in Vegas, uh, with us and we can all have a grand old time.
1: But we're I'll not inviting anybody else. It's just the. U- it's
0: just the YouTubers and <laughs> you and guys aren't invited. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just the, the the friends and 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 colleagues that we have met That's, along the way, uh, the peers re- that we have. That'll and
1: be the rehearsal for the Sprouts Band, and then we'll do another thing okay, where we fine. can invite all the fans of the Sprouts Band.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll be there. I keep joking that like we're gonna like rent a house, at, like an Airbnb or something, and then we're all gonna <laughs> we're show gonna up have and the
1: best food
0: and have the best <laughs> the best cooks on YouTube uh, making food <laughs> for everybody. So I figured that. would be, be, fun. be fantastic so i i i have no idea when this will ever happen but i promised you i'm gonna make it happen one of these days especially when we will be there get past these days of covid but thank you very much chuck for coming on and uh and uh doing this interview with us uh, i know you were one of the first people that i really wanted to get on for the podcast when we were getting it launched and uh and i'm just glad that we finally gotten around to 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 doing it. That and your
1: producer finally booked it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just had to take over as producer because Brian's like, oh yeah, we should get this person, this person, this person. But then there's like no, <laughs> there's no follow up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very I'm like, true.
1: okay, set a ta- date See, and time.
2: <laughs> that's why my YouTube channel is where it's at and where yours is where <laughs> it's at. So Jessica, I need to borrow you for a few months and, um,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I'll get everything. I, I'll I'll be I'll come over there with my clipboard. you are just I, gonna start like, marketing. I, I get for, my clipboard. I'm a marketing person. You're gonna start that's marketing like... for
0: all the other whole food plant based <laughs> YouTube channels. Just start your own marketing company for those people. Yes. Hey, that's an idea. It it, it is an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, thank you, Chuck, for coming on. Uh, I, I have loved this interview immensely, yes. and I do look forward to talking to you more in the the future. Uh, but I think just get to the close. Yep. Uh, yes, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. And also please subscribe to Chuck's channel. That is brand new vegan, uh, on, uh, YouTube and you can go to his, uh, blog as well where he's got just a ton, a massive amount of recipes. And once again, everything will be linked in the description below. So please use that. Click on it, go and join uh, his Facebook group as well. Uh, Also, you can find us on social media, mainly Facebook and Instagram. You can message us on there. You can go check out whatever it is that we're doing. And uh, we have a grand old time uh, just doing all the sorts of fun stuff on the social media. Uh, Also, like and share the video. Get it out in front of other people because you know what? Not only does it help our channel grow, it'll also help Chuck's channel grow too. So, uh, yeah, but I think that's all I got.
1: That's definitely all I got.
0: We will see you next time on Crocs in the Kitchen. Bye. Bye.